Welcome to the Barrel Chat Podcast, where we provide an unfiltered look into the craft beer industry from the untrained palates of two dumbass outsiders. I am Matthew Muncy, flying solo today. No Dustin Wood joining me, but that's all right. We got uh, we got some nice topics to go over and uh, some beer that has been drank that we can discuss. Before we jump into the topics, we want to let you know that you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. That is at Barrel Chat. You can also now find us on YouTube if you prefer to listen to the podcast through YouTube, as we know some people do. That is now up, and we'll have all 19-plus episodes up there, um, hopefully by, by next week. It takes a while to get those up there. But you can also find us there, and that's uh, just Barrel Chat Podcast. If you do enjoy the content, consider sharing it through your social media and with your friends and family. You know, just like the posts that we put up there, or you know, if you want to share them to your story, we'd we'd greatly appreciate it. We'd love to have more people find our show, and that comes from you know people like you who are listening and letting other people know that you do listen to our show. We also ask that if you enjoy this show that you think about leaving a rating for us on whichever podcast app you use. That rating will also allow other people to find our show. Uh, Comments, stuff like that on social media also help. So little things like that. We're just asking. uh, We want to engage with people. We want to know what your thoughts are on the episodes. What are your thoughts on the beer? Stuff like that. Lastly, if there's any kind of beer out there that you want us to review, just let us know. We'll go searching for it. If you're a brewer and you got a beer that you would like for us to review, or if you want to come on as an interview, just shoot us a DM on Instagram or email us. We are barrelchatpodcast at gmail.com, and we can get that set up. If you are new to the Friday 4-Pack, this consists of four different topics. First is what we've been drinking, and then two news stories, and then a little bit about what's happening around the state of Indiana in the beer world that we have been able to to find and enlist and everything else. Let's jump into topic one with what we've been drinking. This is only for myself, but I spent last, oh, Sunday? I believe it was, at Scarlet Lane. I missed their anniversary party. Life got in the way, which sucks, because I really wanted to go. But I was able to get over there on Sunday, and they still had a few of the beers left over. They had Dorian Coconut Stout on tap. Man, that beer is so, so, so good. The Oatmeal Stout base beer is fantastic. They throw in coconut, and it's like... It's like that that subtle coconut flavor that that you get out of like just some of these other, you know, just mainstream kind of drinks like what you would want almost in like coffee. Like you don't want this overabundance of coconut flavor sometimes. You really want it to blend in and just kind of be there because coconut I think naturally just isn't that flavorful. And obviously if you go toasted coconut, that's a little bit different. But this one just does such a good job of subtly blending in with the rest of that beer. And that stout's got good 
stout flavors, the chocolate, the roast, things like that. It's just, it's what I'm always looking for in a coconut beer. And it's not something that's always found. We've had ones where you can't even taste the coconut. It's one of my favorites. And Dorian Stout is their staple. I don't know if maybe that has changed at all internally because it is never on tap when we go over there. But to me, when I think of Scarlet Lane, I think of Dorian Stout, their oatmeal stout. And the coconut stout is just top notch. The other one I had was Eric Blood Axe. You have heard us talk about this beer time and time again. It is weird to even call it a beer. It's a braggot, which is a form of mead made with both honey and barley malt. So it's more mead, but it's like a mead beer. It It is interesting. I don't know of anyone else in Indiana who has made anything like this. I've certainly not drank it. I think it is their best made quote-unquote beer at Scarlet Lane. It is, it is, it never changes. It's always the same flavor profile. It is a very sneaky, sneaky 11%. And you feel that 11%. Like, it's not one that you get done and you're like, oh man, I could keep drinking more. It's like, no, nah, you get done and you're like, okay, I have felt every bit of this 11%, but it doesn't taste like 11%. Like you, it's not like this high alcohol taste or anything like that. Man, it is so good. This is still one. There are very few beers out there that I would, I would want to buy a keg and drink at my house because I just, there's not enough beers that I would want to solely drink by myself that much beer. Like there are times I get a four pack and I'm already tired of drinking the same beer after two. And then the other ones just kind of sit or I have to force myself to drink them before I go buy more beer. That's why I'm more of a total wine kind of let's pick one of each can so that way I can continue to drink new things and try new things. And then you you get some of the staples every now and then. But this one I could do a whole uh, six. I, I wouldn't say a keg. That's way too much. But I could I could do a six barrel and and be perfectly happy with that. So that was uh that was my trip down to Scarlet Lane. Hopefully might try and go over there again, maybe tonight. Going to try and get out there more often, uh, do a little podcast work and just drink and have a beer and get out of my house. I work from home, so I'm basically home almost 24-7 at this point. So it's a good reason to get out and just do a little work, have some good beer, try some new things. So I'm going to try and get out uh, to there and Triton and stuff like that a little bit more often. The other beer I had was from Foreign Local. Dustin gave this to me. Um, he had bought a four-pack from Total Wine. It was called Bio Exorcism. It's a fruit beer, uh, caramel apple ale with peanuts. It's Foreign Local. <laughs> I've yet to have a bad beer from Foreign Local. I don't really understand, you know, necessarily how they how they go about making their beers because they all just work. None of them really feel not like a beer. Like this isn't like a smoothie sour situation for us or something where the base beers just completely go away from what we're drinking. 
I will say I wish I knew what the base pair actually was in this because you know, caramel apple ale, that doesn't really tell me much. So I wish I knew what kind of ale. I wish I knew just what the base beer was. There, because there was a little bit of like a sour note to it, which I think could come from like a, a Granny Smith apple kind of thing. But to be honest, this beer hit every note. It caramel apple, 1,000%. There was like a hint of peanut. I mostly got it on kind of the back end, and it was a very subtle thing. To be honest, I don't, I don't know what the point of the peanut was. Like caramel apple and... Oh, duh. <laughs> I just got it because caramel apples usually have peanuts all over them. That's not how I... I do not enjoy those caramel apples, which is why it did not dawn on me until literally this very moment. That makes more sense. Okay. But it's all there. Uh, it really did remind me of those caramel apple suckers that you get around Halloween time. That's what this reminded me of. Had that same exact flavor profile. The cool thing about this beer that I thought was it was green. So that was pretty neat. I, I do like I do like beers that like take on color characteristics of what it is. So like caramel apple and then it's green. It's like, okay, that's that's perfect. It was kind of it was pretty hazy though, and I think that was more like I want to say almost like a sediment kind of haze. So I'm not really sure what what all was in this beer maybe it was the peanuts it would just be it'd be nice to know more about what exactly all went into this beer what style it was the one thing that was interesting was this thing had no head whatsoever but it wasn't flat which is what i've been experiencing lately not from foreign local just from random beers that i've picked up here and there is that there's no carbonation, and they're just flat out flat. This one wasn't like that. I was real kind of upset when I poured it, and there was absolutely no head. But then you drank it, and there's carbonation in the body. It just no head at all. So it must be one of those situations that we've been learning more about where the adjuncts kind of filter out some of the the carbonation in the head. and. Stuff like that. So I, I think that's just kind of what we met there. But that's what I've been drinking, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what what we put away this weekend. Topic number two is news, and we're going to be talking about the twenty seventh annual World Beer Cup results. There's not a lot to talk about here, which is sad. And the reason for that is we only had three beers from Indiana win and it's only from two breweries there there were 10,213 total beer entries from 2,376 breweries from Indiana we had the tap brewery who got a silver medal in kill the lights which is their British style imperial stout and I will say that beer is fantastic and I'd be curious to know what beat it because I absolutely love Kill the Lights. I love the tap. The tap makes some really fun and good beer. I, I go to the one downtown Indianapolis all the time. Not only because they have their beer, but then they have massive draft lists for other beers, which 
to be honest, the last few times I've gone hasn't been as great as it used to be. And so I've stuck more to their beers. But they make good stuff. Bionic Dragon, one of the best IPAs in this state. Let me know if you actually think the same. Because the few people I've gone to, usually I go with the same people over and over, so there's not really much new to talk about. But every time I introduce someone to that IPA, they they do they do like it. So kind of curious if if other people do think that as well. Sun King was the other brewery, and this was the Sun King Indianapolis location. So I've noticed that I think it's Kokomo and Fishers. They they brew their own beers sometimes, like these experimental and like one-off beers that go into some of these uh, contests. This one is specifically the Indianapolis one. Soul Shakedown Party got a bronze medal in the experimental wood-aged beer. And then Golden Girls got a silver medal in the fruited wood and barrel-aged sour beer category. I don't know if either of those are available to like go buy. I would assume if they are, they're in those cans, like $20, $16, two pack cans that usually all of their like barrel age stuff is in. That would be worth trying. I'd like to try it. The one thing I did kind of think about while going through this list is it, it would be fun to try and drink all the beers that, populated that list like to me that kind of tells you because the world world beer cup is pretty pretty notable you know if we could try some of those beers it'd be interesting to know like oh okay this is a good beer like this is well worth a a gold medal like that's kind of how i feel about you know the tap brewery like kill the light silver medal okay yeah like i think they do an amazing job as a british style imperial stout so that was kind of one of the the notes I've been taking for myself is let's let's see how many of these beers we could try because I saw like I don't know if we still get fat head or not I I used to see it all the time but they had like three four five beers that meddled which is pretty incredible so I want to see how many I can find maybe at Total Wine maybe at a place like Party Pack. Or uh, I can never remember the one off 10th Street, but the one down off 10th and Emerson, uh, Stoney's. That place usually has some some crazy beers that you can find. So I have to get out there and, and see, what, see what else we can find and try and bring onto the show because I think it'd be cool to talk about things that are winning at World Beer Cup, GABF, like the ones that, you know, people way smarter than us in this world, in this beer world are saying, hey, these are the best of the best. Topic three. This is a news story that I found last night that I thought was just interesting because it uh, brings together two worlds that I like. One is beer. Two is uh, you know grilling, smoking. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the, the smoking of you know meats, briskets, pulled pork, chicken. Etc. So, from Pen Live, which is some kind of news publication out of Pennsylvania, uh, Purdue, which is the company 
that not the not the university, but P E R D U E, which makes all like the chicken and stuff, big big poultry manufacturer place. I'm sure they make other stuff as well. They have created a beer can chicken beer along with Torch and Crown Brewing Company, which is out of New York, that supposedly you can drink and use to season chicken on the grill. It is a honey double citrus summer ale brewed with classic grilled chicken seasoning like rosemary, thyme, and pink peppercorn to help backyard grillers make the perfect beer can chicken. Purdue said the beer is tangy and juicy and has a hint of sweetness. Beer canned chicken has long been one of the most popular methods of grilling poultry, but we noticed a lack of consensus on what type of beer is best, said the Purdue Vice President of Marketing, Julie Lehman. As the fresh chicken experts, we worked with our friends at Torch and Crown Brewing Company to settle the debate for once and all. That is a weird way to phrase that and make a beer that is expertly crafted to help backyard cooking enthusiasts prepare the ultimate beer can chicken. Always with a fresh, whole Purdue chicken with maximum flavor each and every time. This beer is available online to purchase starting Monday, May 22nd. It's going to be $14.99 for a six-pack. That includes shipping and handling. I will say... I don't do a lot of beer can chicken cooking, but I have in the past. I do know that it's not maybe necessarily the best thing to do, putting a beer can with, you know, all the properties in it on a grill and then putting it around food. But I have done this with pachanga, actually, and just took a whole chicken, stuffed it on top of that can that was halfway full, and To be honest, I thought it turned out pretty incredible. I think it did give it a little bit of flavor. It does seem like there's some mixed, I don't, not expectations, but results, I guess, that people have. Like some people find it to actually work, others don't. I'm sure there's probably better ways to do this. And there has to be something out there that you can purchase that is more food grade safe that maybe you could just pour the beer into and then put the chicken on top of that and have it stand up. So I may have to look into that and see if I can maybe find this beer. I'm curious if this beer is going to be available at like a Total Wine um, or any place like that or or if this beer might even make it into some supermarkets given that it's Purdue. I'm going to assume not since I'm sure getting this beer out and about is going to be tough. But if you can buy it online... That does make me wonder. So I'll have to try and see if I can get this. See if I can buy it and just have it shipped here and just try it both ways. Just so we could have it on the podcast and then ha- make some chicken with it and see what see what happens there. But I, I thought this was cool. It's a, it's a novelty, obviously. I would be surprised if this actually tastes good. But I could see it being something that adds a good amount of flavor to a chicken or you know maybe you toss it in with like chicken thighs or chicken breasts or something and just pour the beer over them i could see that i could definitely see that adding a little bit of a a decent flavor to it but i don't know about the beer itself so if uh if you're interested in that just uh google purdue beer can chicken 
and you'll be able to find that that website that allows you to uh to place the orders and let me know like let me know if you do actually buy this let me know what you think of it and if the you know chicken actually comes out good if you do beer can chicken with anything else that's not just like you know the normal bud light coors light that stuff what's your favorite craft beer to use with beer can chicken let's get that one going so let let me know in the comments on uh, on instagram the last topic we have here is just the around indiana so we have Moontown Brewing's fifth anniversary party. That's actually tomorrow, Saturday, May 20th. It's an all-day event, and it is free. I think it's like 11 to 11. So head out there. Moontown's got, got some damn good beer. They know what they're doing out there. Escape Velocity, which is out of Lafayette, Indiana, has announced that they are closing. So June 17th is going to be their final day. Never got a chance to make it up there to that one. I remember when that was opening right around the time we were ending the first run of this podcast and we never got a chance to get up there and try it out. It was a a little vegan brewery. So I do wonder if maybe that made it tough, but they're shutting down. So if you are a fan of escape velocity, make sure you get, get there. You got a month, basically a month left to drink up. Chili water brewing announced they are opening a new tap room in Greenwood, Supposedly this summer, it's going to be uh, off 135 down. Things just a little bit south of like county line and stuff. Well, obviously south of county line because that's where the county line is. But uh, I don't know exactly where on 135 it was, but it's it's over that way. So that'll be cool because I do end up in Greenwood a lot. It's where my parents live, and that's a you know a little bit easier possibly to get to or to at least make a quick trip over and pick up some chili water beers. And it is cool to see Greenwood just growing because they'll have that. They got Hoosier, Mashcrafts down there. Uh, Oaken Barrel, if that's still open, I'm pretty sure it is. I haven't actually seen anything up from them in a long time. So they're they're over there. They There's a lot going on down in, in the Greenwood area, and that's pretty cool. It's good to see Johnson County thriving and... In a good beer scene. And then Centerpoint has a new Broad Ripple tap room that is opening tomorrow as well, Saturday, May 20th. So get over there and check that place out. I haven't had Centerpoint in a while. They do make a good blood orange. Can't remember if it's an IPA or not. I just remember it's a blood orange beer. It's been a while since I've been there and had anything from them. But what I have had in the past, I did enjoy. And so they're obviously doing well because I. I feel like I feel like this is maybe their third location. It might just be their second, but for some reason my brain is telling me that this is more than this is not their first exit out of uh where they're located at downtown. So that's gonna do it for the show. Make sure you check in next Wednesday. First interview, bringing back the interviews. We went all the way up to Science Project Brewing up in Logansport. Nice little two-hour drive. And sat down with Cody Moon, the head brewer there. And he talked with us about, you know, a few of the beers that they had on tap. Told us more about how he got into brewing and how that passion came along, how that 
then became a job instead of just a hobby and how he helped start Science Project Brewing and then you know a little about well, about where they're going what the brewery is all about what his brewing style is all about we learned a lot and you know it it helped us understand a little bit more about life of the Marty as well it's always good to to pick the brains of the brewers and helps you understand some of the beers that come out of out of these breweries so look for that on Wednesday and then next Friday instead of a Friday four pack at least for the moment we are going to be running a special barrel chat after dark I think is what we called it because I forgot that we had the original name of the after show was already drunk I called it after dark so we're changing it up but we sat down with uh, Cody for another hour and just kind of just chatted had a few more of his beers had a beer from Burial, which is out of uh, North Carolina, who he said was his favorite brewery, and he happened to have an Imperial Stout from them. So, you know, we had to have that on. Couldn't go an episode without, you know, talking about Imperial Stouts. So we just sat down, talked a little bit more about uh, about everything, and and it was fun, loose, you know, a little bit different than the interview, but just another excuse to keep drinking a few more beers and and chatting. So be on the lookout for that. And then uh, you know, we'll back at it again the following week with with some more beer reviews, but just want to thank you all for listening. Again, if all we ask is that uh is that you help get our name out there, share it either on Instagram or TikTok or, you know, whatever whatever you're on. I think we're on Facebook. I don't I don't have a Facebook. I know Dustin does, but I think our stuff gets shared to Facebook. I hope it's all getting shared. So maybe share it there. But yeah, that's uh that's all we ask is just like and share everything that's uh that we put out that you find that you find fun and we'll keep doing it. So until next week, cheers. <laughs>